This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. A funny thing has happened over the course of the last five and a half years. All of a sudden, what we used to call UFOs, what we now refer to as UAPs, has gone from something that was science fiction to be covering, to being covered credibly on the front pages of the New York Times, profiled in 60 Minutes, featured on Fox News, featured on CNN, and really become a mainstream news story. I'm very, very pleased that the gentleman joining me once again is really largely responsible for the mainstreaming of discussing UFOs and UAPs. He's an artist. He's a documentary filmmaker. He does a terrific podcast called Weaponized, but he's also released some of the most talked about UFO footage to date. It's footage that I think even skeptics have a tough time just, I don't know, dismissing or wincing away at. Very pleased to welcome the one and only Jeremy Corbell. Jeremy, it's great to talk to you again. Hey, buddy. Nice to talk with you, Frank. I'm glad you're covering this again. Jeremy, a lot that I want to get to with you. Let me begin with this. The U.S. Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, a man who's been in Washington for about four and a half decades, has uh, done something pretty interesting. This was Senator Schumer on the floor of the U.S. Senate yesterday. We're unidentified anomalous phenomena. UAPs generate a lot of curiosity for many Americans. And with that curiosity, sometimes comes misinformation. So my amendment will require the National Archive and Records Administration to create a collection of records from across government agencies that can be declassified for the public's use, similar to the approach used in 1992 with the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act. These records will carry a presumption of immediate disclosure, which means they can only remain classified with good reason. I thank my colleagues who work with me on this legislation, Senator Rounds, Rubio, Heinrich, Gillibrand, and Young, for their partnership on this amendment. And as many know, my mentor and dear friend who I miss so much, Harry Reid, was passionate about this issue. And so were Senator Stevens and Inouye. So I'm glad we could get this into the manager's amendment. For these and many other reasons, I look forward to beginning floor consideration of the NDA bill today. The four things I've mentioned, dealing with fentanyl, dealing with competition with China, dealing with the AI, and with making public the UAP phenomena and what we know about them in an unclassified way are all important additions to the defense bill, and I'm glad we added them in. I thank both sides for their good work. And I hope we can pass this important bill without needless delay or controversy. Very interesting, one, that it's coming from Schumer. Also very interesting that it's bipartisan. Prominent Democratic senators like Gillibrand, prominent Republican senators like Marco Rubio. As far as your concern, Jeremy, what exactly is the Schumer proposal? What is he proposing? Can you explain it to folks? Sure. So it's just another arrow that's being used to puncture this lack of transparency. So uh, if I can bring your audience kind of through where we've been, we we had the first congressional hearings on UFOs in over 50 years, and and that was a great start. Then we had a second one. But the problem is, it's always the suits. It's the people there that have an agenda and a reason to lie. What, What Representative Schumer is doing here is he's saying in this new legislation, he's making a powerful move to expose the issue of illegal UAP or UFO technological holdings. 
So they're basically going after the defense contractors and they're saying, look, you're not going to get the money. You need to disclose what's going on. The American public has a right to know and a need to know. So what's different now with this language is it's very fine. It's very detailed. It is hunting these illegal UFO reverse engineering exploitation programs, back engineering of craft that is said to have not been made here on Earth. That's incredible. What do you think the significance of Chuck Schumer, the man who's the leader of the U.S. Senate, introducing this is? Well, I am actually aware that, you know, Representative Schumer has been briefed on a lot of this information. And I'll tell you this, they wouldn't be making congressional language like this. They wouldn't be making law or trying to attempt to make law like this if they weren't backed up directly by folks who are working on these UAP technologies and projects. So kind of put that in your pipe and smoke it. They don't, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. This mm-hmm. legislation and the language in it didn't come out of thin air. This is because they know something. One of the things that uh, we've seen is when we talk about this subject, there are really two groups of cynics. There's the people that refuse to even I don't even call them cynics at this point. I, I, at this point, I refer to people that still refuse to recognize the reality of the UAP issue as folks that hold on to this as if it's a religion. They're just denialists. But we have those folks that refuse to believe that uh, that any of the UAP coverage that you've that you've done and any of the footage that you've published is is real or it's evidence of something otherworldly and then if it's possible the one group that may be even more cynical and more skeptical than non-believers is the uap and ufo believers you have this whole segment of the ufo community that says ah it doesn't matter what legislation they pass the government's all just going to keep this secret anyway address those folks What can you tell folks about this legislation that would, I don't know, cause some sense of optimism that it's not just going to be bottled up by some Pentagon higher ups? Right. So you make a really interesting point, right, which is that you've got people who, as you say, are non-believers, although I adamantly feel that UFOs are not a matter of belief. It's either true or it's not true. But you're also identifying that even people interested in this subject it's like they're constantly let down by whatever evidence or information is brought forward. Now, that is frustration, and they have a reason to feel frustrated. The American public has been lied to about the nature of our own reality, that there are machines of unknown origin flying with impunity within our restricted airspace and more. So let me make this really, really easy for people to understand kind of the value and the importance of investigating this UFO or UAP, they mean the same thing, puzzle, right? So check this out. As a nation, we need to avoid kind of any strategic surprise. And what I mean by that is something like Pearl Harbor. So our assumptions, our social conditioning, the stigma that you're mentioning right there, this is a very dangerous blind spot for our country because it's blind spots like this where we're not properly detecting or responding to things like the Chinese spy balloons, right? Mm. We were not properly responding. So now we're missing things. And it doesn't matter if, if what your belief is. If, if you think it's UFOs from another world or it's just adversarial technology right here on Earth, or even if you think it's both, 
you know, we have a duty to acknowledge this blind spot and find out the truth. We can face it. We must face it. So we have an issue here and we'll be lost if we don't admit it. And, and so that's kind of where I stand is I don't care what you believe. We know what is true. What is true is there's something that we don't understand that is physical and tangible and can outpace and outmaneuver and outperform anything we have. So once you get there, we're on the same team. As far as your idea, Frank, where it's like, what is evidence, right? Where is somebody going to say who's really going to say, that's it. That's the high resolution photo that I wanted. That's the video. The best thing I got for them right now, as well as for myself, is hearing from direct military eyewitnesses, people that might have even engaged UFOs in the theater of war or even in training ranges. And, and I know that to be the it come this hearing on the 26th, because there is a new UFO hearing coming on the 26th of this month, you will be hearing from people who are credible, and they're going to tell you what's up. Do you believe or do you know if Senator Schumer knows what sort of information the government has and he's doing this to get the public to know? Or do you believe that Chuck Schumer is as much in the dark as most of the public is on this issue? I would suspect by the action that we have seen by Senator Chuck Schumer, I would assume that he has now been read in to what I know that some of his constituents have been read into. But it's, it's not across the board, right? It's not homogenous. Everybody has different levels of knowledge and information based upon their curiosity, their questions, what doors they've kicked in. So I can't say or speak upon exactly what it is that Mr. Schumer has or has not seen, but I will tell you, I found it exciting to see somebody like him putting this type of legislation into motion, because if you know people in those types of positions, this stuff is not taken lightly when they fight for something like transparency on the UAP topic. We're talking with Jeremy Corbell. You could check out his uh, terrific podcast, Weaponized, which he co-hosts with George Knapp. It's available wherever po- wherever you get your podcasts. It's really, if you're interested in this subject, it's fascinating. And uh, if you're not interested in it, listen to the podcast or watch the podcast anyway, and you'll, you'll get interested in a hurry. Jeremy, there's another big uh, UFO hearing coming up on July 26th. What are we expecting to come out of this hearing? Right. So let's talk about what we're expecting to come out of the hearing and what we're, what we're expecting not to be going on with these hearings. I, I will kind of admit to you, I have played a large role in, in setting and generating these hearings. I've been trying to organize and mobilize the people that need to be heard from right now. So I, I do have direct insight in it. I'm not at liberty to you know, say who is speaking or not speaking. But what I can say is this. You're not going to hear a bunch of bureaucrats sitting there obfuscating, not wanting to get briefed in to the UAP problem prior to having to go in front of a congressional review board, which is what happened the first time. You're not going to have those types of lies through planned ignorance anymore. You're going to hear directly from firsthand military or intelligence witnesses. That's it. They're going to tell you what happened. The So it sounds like people would be within the realm of, of good sense to have higher expectations for this upcoming hearing than the previous hearings. Sure. So everybody's expectations are different. So I always refrain from going into that idea. But I'll tell you this. 
This is a process. It's an educational process. It's the process of realizing something, not just learning it or understanding it, but adapting it into your life. These next hearings, you should be optimistic about because you don't have a couple bureaucrats up there lying, or as we like to say in the UFO community, swamp gassing. If you go back in your history when Mm -hmm. JL and Heineck used that as an excuse, right? So you're not going to have that. You have credible, patriotic Americans who have worked in high capacity and high security under clearances with our government, who have firsthand direct knowledge of not only the UFO presence here on planet Earth, but also of the cover up. We heard from Republican Congressman Tim Burkett, who sits on the House Oversight Committee, which is uh, preparing to hold a hearing on the claims of this uh, whistleblower, David Grush, who's a decorated Air Force veteran. And what he said is that he's seen evidence of incredibly advanced alien technology. He used the words recently that it's the sort of thing that uh, could turn us into, I believe he said, a charcoal briquette. It's the kind of uh, technology that humanity can't handle. There's always been speculation since Roswell, really, that uh, some of the some of the technology recovered from UFOs has actually been reverse engineered by American or earthbound scientists elsewhere. What does your research and your investigation show about reverse engineering potentially alien technology? Well, I know directly, and you don't have to believe me or even listen to me, Senator Harry Reid, before he passed away, pointed the finger at Lockheed Martin and said that he was denied access to their reverse engineering programs. We do have what they call exploitation or derivative technology programs dealing with UAP, which are vehicles that we didn't make, China didn't make them, Russia didn't make them, and we don't know what nation here on Earth could make them. So that's the issue. They're of unknown origin, far more advanced than what we can do. And I'm not talking 10 years. I'm not talking 50 years. I'm talking well beyond a thousand years of technological development. So look, these programs have been so hidden in black budgets for so long, they've almost been taken over by private industry without proper oversight. And that is precisely why these hearings are happening is to give the process of oversight to pull out of these clutches of individuals and companies that are not sharing this information in a free society. So I don't know what it's going to reveal, but I do know this. You mentioned Representative Burchett, and I'll tell you, he's a spitfire. He wants to know the truth about the UFO problem. He has seen, absolutely has seen with his own eyes, footage the public has not, that is earth shattering. This is something that he's seen, other people have seen. So now it's time the American public gets to understand and maybe, just maybe, the fabric of our universe, the way we look at everything, we become part of a greater ecosystem. It expands our understanding of what it means to remain human. That is the idea. We'll see what we get, but we're definitely not going to get a whole bucket full of lies like before. What Congressman Burkett has said is that he thinks that because the technology is so advanced... 
There's nothing that the United States or any earthly government has that could keep up with this. He's of the assumption that if these are extraterrestrial entities, that they're not hostile because they could basically do away with us at will. Do you share that view? Do you share the view that the that these extraterrestrial visitors, if that's what these UFOs are, are generally non-hostile? You know, it's really hard for me to answer that question clearly, because it's not clear to me. I, I don't fear anything. Reality is reality. We have to pull our heads up the sand and face it. Now, I am not saying that I know what these are. I do not know what UFOs represent to humanity. I have a sort of educated guess that these are not from here, but that is not something that I am certain of. So I am just as curious as everybody else, as far as intent, and capability. Those are things that are a matter of national security as well. You know, we need to know the capability, opportunity, and intent when it comes to these things. But I'll tell you this, UFOs, they have been with humanity since the beginning of recorded human history, at least. And so if there was some sort of nefarious agenda that was overt and not covert, then by now I think we'd know about it. So I I share his sentiment to a degree, but I always leave an opening for, as uh, some people have said in history, unknown unknowns. Mm, right. That's the words of uh, Donald Rumsfeld, certainly. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, people that are military veterans, I alluded to the UFO whistleblower, David Grush. He did that interview with News Nation, a decorated Air Force veteran. He did say in uh, that interview that he has not seen uh, any extraterrestrial craft or bodies himself, but he's aware that the government has these in their possessions. What did, in their possession, what did you make? of what Grush had to say. Right. Well, let me tell you something and your audience something, too, is that David Grush is a patriot. He is an honest person. And everything he's ever told me has checked out to the degree I could check it out. And why I can say that is because he came to me and George Knapp first before anybody else. He came to us about 14 months ago because he was concerned for his own personal safety and because of the direct reprisals happening to him. So for your audience, for them to understand, he filed a a whistleblower complaint before there were proper protections in place. And he shared that with me and George right as he was doing it. And he was essentially looking for cover for media. Don't report on this, but let's get to know each other. So we got to know him. And I can tell you, he's a stand up guy. I've never caught him in a lie. He's telling the truth as he knows it. And in fact, let's go a little deeper. What happened was he might not have seen something himself, but he had firsthand direct witnesses. His job was to look over 2,000 black programs, these compartmentalized special access programs. And he found misappropriation of funds. He found exploitation derivative technology programs with UFOs. And he went and found the people working in these. And they admitted to him uh, the code names, everything they were working on. But he didn't stop there. He turned all that information over to the inspector general of the intelligence community. And he did a full disclosure of the information he found. And guess what? What happened was the inspector general of intelligence, they actually confirmed what Mr. Grush told them on their own, independently, under oath, with the witnesses of people that work directly in these programs. So we don't have to even believe David Grush for this to be true. We need to understand that all he did was shine a light like a whistleblower 
on things that were not having proper oversight, shared that through the proper channels, and it was confirmed. And I suspect you'll be hearing a lot more from him soon. Interesting. Uh, Jeremy Corbell, the host of the Weaponized podcast. Jeremy, before I let you go, I have to ask you about what we've been seeing out of Las Vegas. There was a story that uh, got a lot of attention about a a 911 call and then some uh, police body camera footage where it seemed like a police officer was indicating his partner saw the same sort of uh, thing in the sky that the person who called 911 had seen. The person who called 911 specifically identified Identified these as beings of uh, eight to ten feet in in height. A lot of people expected that there was going to be some evidence that this was some sort of elaborate hoax. I haven't seen anything that indicates it is a hoax. I know you've been following the story closely. What do you make of it? Right. So that young man's name was Angel, and he seems to have had an extraordinary experience. Now George Knapp is the the guy to go to in Las Vegas. This is like the funniest story because it's like a UFO seems to have landed in George Knapp's backyard. I couldn't make that up, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 thing is is that the the witness Angel himself and his family have not been quite forthcoming. I I hear they're pretty religious and it, it frightened them. Uh they did not like the media attention. So without getting to hear directly from the witnesses themselves in the proper environment, it's going to be hard to judge that case. However, you cannot dismiss it based upon your own stigma. So I'm kind of with you. I want to know more about it. And look, George Knapp has tried and tried, went to three meetings to try to meet that family. And each time they ghosted him right at the door. Ah. So without forthcoming witnesses, it's going to be difficult to assess the veracity of that particular case. But again, let's go all the way back to Bob Lazar in 1989. If you don't know his name, you just haven't been paying attention. Bob Lazar came forward through George Knapp, taught you about Area 51. That's why you know the words Area 51 related to flying saucers is because of Bob Lazar, who said he worked on reverting an alien spacecraft in the Las Vegas desert. And look, people can believe him or not believe him. But at this point, the things that he said, they are ringing true. And we need to reevaluate if it has been our stigma that stopped us from understanding. You know, I like to say it's not, you know, looking at UFOs, how we look at it tells more about us than it does about the phenomenon itself. And that's for sure. Do you expect this to be a big issue in the presidential race? If it wasn't going to be a big issue in the presidential race before, which, by the way, I mean, back in the day, there were presidents that kind of ran on the UFO ticket, but none of them got the info out. So if it wasn't an issue before, oh, yeah, you better be sure it's going to be an issue now. That's something that's going to be talked about in the presidential campaigning. Jeremy Corbell, we're going to have to end it there. I always enjoy our conversations. I'll look forward to the next time we get to chat. I hope everybody checks out the Weaponized podcast. Thanks so much, Frank. And thank you so much for being on this before a lot of other people. I'm glad you were kind of reporting the news and doing these interviews before it was cool to do so. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you, Jeremy Corbell. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.